Well, good morning, church. How are y'all doing? Y'all good out there? So good to see you. Hey, can we thank this amazing worship team for leading us? That's so good. Thank y'all. So if I don't know you or have the pleasure of meeting you, my name is Chris Tapkin, and I'm one of the pastors here at Austin Christian Fellowship, and uh, I'm so glad that you all are here. Welcome. And a special greeting for you all online. Um, there's a team to serve you, so however we can help you, would you just raise your hand and let our amazing online team um, serve and help you and pray for you, but a special welcome to you online. So if you need information about Austin Christian Fellowship, or we can help you in any way, or we can connect you in any way, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to text the word ACF Connect, all one word, ACF Connect, to 512-866-9908. 512-866-9908. And one of our team members will be with you to serve you. We would love to help you get connected in any way, shape, or form, including we now have available our sermon notes for each of these messages. When you text ACF Connect, we will send those right to your um, inbox. So tonight, six o'clock, y'all get out your phones. Right now, online too. Six o'clock tonight, I need you to be in this room because we are going to have a special night of praise and worship, led by an Austin legend pastor, Dr. Sterling Lands. So watch this video, he wants to invite you to. Hi, I'm Sterling Lands. I expect to see all of you out here tonight at 6 p.m. for our Praise Fest. We plan to have a great time, but it will not be as good if you're not here. Join me tonight. So Pastor Lands from Greater Calvary Bible Church and his team of, ready? I think there's 30 that are gonna lead us. I mean, they're, they're gonna be all over the place, up here, down there. All. You do not want to miss this. It is gonna be rowdy in here, so get out your phones, set a timer, set an set a appointment for six o'clock. I wanna meet you in here tonight for some unbelievable praise and worship tonight led by Dr. Lands and his team. Yes, y'all good with that? Be here tonight, six o'clock, can't wait. Also, um, I want to introduce you um, to a ministry partner of ours um, and a dear, dear friend of Austin Christian Fellowship. Um, this pastor is one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, he is, uh, I, don't, I don't have enough language to describe my affection and my love for Pastor Noel. So Pastor Noel's in the back. Would you, uh, would you give him a greeting, Austin Christian Fellowship? And he's a ministry partner of ours. Pastor Noel leads, you ready for this? I asked him on our prayer meeting on Thursday, I said, Pastor, how many churches in Haiti do you lead and are responsible for? You ready for this? He said, oh, just something like 280. What? <laughs> just 280 some churches. So he's going to be on our patio after this service, in between services. Would you do me a favor? Would you just honor him? Would you greet him? He is... Uh, part of our ACF family, we support him and all that he's doing in Haiti, and he would love to meet you. 
and you can do a, a great blessing to him by stopping and saying hello. Yeah, so welcome, Pastor Noel. We're, we are thrilled that you are here. So if you are new, let me get you caught up kind of where we're at. We are in a second week of a new series that we are starting at ACF that will run all the way through um, holiday, Halloween weekend, excuse me, in October, which is called Mining for Gold. Mining for Gold, which is a series about honor and the importance of honor. Last week, Pastor Will gave the foundation for what we're gonna be diving into for the next few weeks on honor. And if you haven't heard that message, would you please go online this week and, and get caught up and, and hear what he laid for the foundation for the, for the series of honor. You know, I heard Pastor Billy Graham say one time to a bunch of pastors and preachers, if your people can't leave the, 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 the sermon message with a one sentence of what you talked about, you didn't do your job. So I'm gonna give you the answers to the test, right, today. Here's the big takeaway that you cannot miss, right? Online hearts, write this message, here it is. Ready, y'all ready? That was underwhelming. Here's your takeaway. Honor is a big deal in God's kingdom. Can someone give me an amen on that? Listen, listen. Honor is a big deal in God's kingdom. This is not a minor subject that we are talking about over the next few weeks. This is one of the majors. So put that in your heart for the next few weeks to understand as we unpackage honor in different areas, the big picture is honor is a big deal in God's kingdom. So a few miles from here is Mansfield Dam. Behind Mansfield Dam is Lake Travis, yes, and below is Lake Austin. How many of you have seen when the spillways are open at Mansfield Dam, the power of that water? Anybody seen that? It's breathtaking, is it not? Just the, the sheer force and the sheer power of that water flowing through Mansfield Dam when those spillways, when those gates, when those doors are open. It's breathtaking. Can I suggest to you in the kingdom of God, one of those spillways that releases God's power, God's favor, God's anointing is honor. Let me say that again, because that's when you say amen. One of those keys, one of those doorways to the spillway of the dam for, to release the power of God is honor. So for the next several weeks, let's open up the spillway. Let's open up the door that is honor. We're learning and diving into this series. So one of my prayers for you, church, Austin Christian Fellowship, is that we would live and embrace a culture of honor. That's been one of my prayers. 
So a culture, what is a culture? What does that even mean? So a culture is when a group of people come together in agreement to live a certain way, to, to live out of a, a core value system. And in this case, it's about embracing and living in a culture of honor. And let me just start by saying this. You and I, all of us, can be honorable to everyone. We may have opposing viewpoints. We may have disagreements. We may not see eye to eye, but we can all honor. Yes? So what is honor? As Pastor Will shared last week, it is. It's this idea, it's this principle, it's this action of elevating others. It's calling the gold out of people. See, everybody, listen, say everybody, everybody. Everybody has golden. And it's our job as God's people to call that out of them. That's living and operating in a culture of honor. It's even more, it's treating people as you would treat Jesus. Imagine, church, what that would look like. So, I just think it's a fascinating time to be alive right now. I think we're living in just a, an amazing period of history. But, but, listen, in our world today, it is almost impossible to be in any type of leadership or any type of responsibility or to be any type of influence without negative words and destructive opinions of others. Church, it's, it's the careless words of others that are often taken as truth and gospel that are merely designed to harm people without regard to honor. So today, we're gonna talk about honor, but honoring a particular group of people. And the message is entitled, Honoring Leaders. Church, let's be awesome at honoring leaders. So the Apostle Peter talks about this, and he teaches us through scripture so if you have a Bible, would you go to 1 Peter chapter two, please? And if you don't have your copy of scripture, it'll be on your screen for you. 1 Peter chapter two, verse 17. God's word says, honor all people. Let's stop there. Honor who? What about those we disagree with? All. What about those that don't think like I do? All. All people, really? Really, Lord, we have to honor all, yes. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Ready for this last one? Honor the king. So my senior year, I'm not gonna tell you the year, date myself, so say a while ago. My senior year in high school, uh, I was on our basketball team. Um, 
let's just say we weren't very good, okay? I'm not even gonna tell you the record, but we were terrible. And we had a new coach that was brought in to fix the culture. He had had success at another high school and he came to our team. We were kind of the bad news bearers of basketball. We were just awful. And he was so frustrated. And I get that. Um, I don't think we'd won a game. And one of the practices, there was some banter, if you will, um, high school boys, right? You know what I'm talking about? And he was trying to coach and teach us a lesson, and we were talking. And out of his frustration, he kind of picked me out, and he kind of drew attention to me as, you're causing issues. And I started to argue with him. And at that point, he kicked me out of practice. So I grew up in a culture of honor. Honor was like a non-negotiable in my house. My dad was a judge, and my mom was a prosecutor. So I got honor. Everywhere we went, people would say to my dad, you're honor. So I, our practices were after school. So I typically get home between 6 and 6.30. Well, this day, I beat my dad home. And that was not a good sign. So my dad walked in, he goes, you didn't have practice today? What are you doing home so early? Um, I got kicked out of practice. Um, that forces prayer right there. That, that conversation, you wanna learn how, how to learn how to pray? Desperation. And my dad insisted I would go apologize to the coach. But I was trying to win an argument. Don't ever do that with a judge. That's terrible. I was, that was a no win. But listen, what my dad was teaching me is the culture of honor is more important than winning arguments. Yes, he wanted me to understand and live a culture of honor was way more important than any argument. I, I shudder to think, so a, a few decades later, what would that coach go through today? <laughs> Could you imagine the social media? The lack of honor. The lack of the benefit of doubt. Church, Honor is a big deal in the kingdom of God. So I wanna help you today in the remaining time that we have. I'm gonna give you five points on how to honor our leaders. The first one is honoring leaders is rooted in the power of our true identity. So in the broader context of 1 Peter chapter 2, we see the true realities of who we are in Christ. Pastor Will's taught on this many times before. God's word, but you are a chosen race, a what? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. 
be loved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles, here's our word, honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see the good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Verse 16, live as people who are free, not using your freedom to cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. So the first thing I want you to notice is that our identity in Christ supersedes all earthly race, religion, nationality, or any other temporal powers. We are, Philippians 3.20, citizens of heaven. So the first thing we have to understand is our true identity in Christ. Peter said, this is why, because he, he, do, do you see the order here that Peter was explaining? First, you are rooted in Christ. That's your identity. And out of that, then he says, honor our leaders. See, God and God alone is worthy of our worship, of our reverence. He alone is worthy of our ultimate obedience. But listen, when we get that order right, when we get that order correct, now honor becomes something we can do as God's people. You see, most can't afford to honor. It's expensive. It comes at a cost. But that's what that cross did. That cross was expensive. And it paid. It paid the price so that we as God's people can honor. Yeah? You can't honor out of the flesh. The flesh will not let you honor. It's too expensive. But that cross, the cross, church, ACF, the cross, now we can honor because we flow, we operate our lives out of a true identity as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Does that make sense? Y'all with me on that? See, sometimes, even as Christians, we forget our true identity. And now we start operating out of flesh. And whenever we begin to operate out of our flesh, we now start to identify with maybe a label, maybe a political or social label, and now we behave in ways that contradict the gospel. Yes? But when we operate, when we're rooted as sons and daughters, now we can honor. Number two, honoring leaders is essential to our personal witness. Let me say that again. Honoring leaders is essential. It's critical to our personal witness. So this concept of honor is pretty straightforward. 
Another way of saying honor. It's recognizing people for who they are and not stumbling over who they are not. That's honor. That's calling the gold out of people. And our personal witness and honor are directly linked. See, Christians, we're required by Scripture, by the kingdom, to honor, another, honor one another, says Romans 12.10. First Timothy says we're also to honor our earthly masters. I love this one. I need a big amen. We're also called to honor our parents, Exodus 12, 2012. Yes? Just cut this tape and play this for your kids, like repeat over and over and over again. We're called. We're set apart to be people that honor leaders. And sometimes that's difficult, yeah? Real talk, isn't that difficult? See, it's really easy to honor people that agree with me. But how about those leaders that don't? Different ballgame. But yet, honor in how we witness to the world is directly related. First Peter 2, 12, keep your conduct, I'm gonna repeat this verse, keep your conduct among the, the Gentiles, what? Honorable, so that when they speak against you, they see your good deeds and honor God. See, listen, with all my heart, I know this to be true. A heart and a posture of honor produces good deeds. And it's those good deeds that point to Jesus. Honor is so rare in our culture. When you see it, it leaves people speechless. Especially, especially church, when we honor our leaders. Paul affirmed this in Philippians chapter two, when he said, do all things without grumbling or disputing. I hate that. I just hate that verse. Because I like to grumble. Anybody else with me? When, I, when, when I, someone I disagree with, especially in leadership, grumbling comes naturally to me. But that's the flesh. And Paul says, don't do that. Do all things. Which things? There's that word again. Do all things without grumbling that you may be blameless and innocent. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among you, you shine as lights to the world. You see, when we have a culture of honor, when we are people of honor, especially our leaders, we are lights. Yes? And it's so attractive. And it's so different. And listen, it points people to Jesus. I believe with all my heart, Austin Christian Fellowship, we as a church come together and we embrace honor. And we just 
have a so be it moment as a church saying, we will be people of honor. I believe with all my heart we'll see salvations in this house. I believe with all my heart moms and dads will come to the Lord. I believe with all my heart kids will come to the Lord. I believe with all my heart coworkers will come to the Lord in this house. Why? Because culture of honor is so attractive. Yeah? Let's be those people. Number three, honoring leaders is focused on following Jesus' example. Peter goes on in verse 21 to talk about the ultimate motivation for embracing honor is it's following Christ's examples and following in his steps. Did you notice when Jesus was dishonored when he was verbally abused when he was ridiculed when he was shamed he did not return with insults and when he suffered he did not threaten retaliation but first peter tells us jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges righteously. Listen, honor is Christ-like. Honoring leaders is Christ-like. Insults, threats, tearing people down, negative talk, that's not. We're commanded in Ephesians 4, verse 29, we're commanded to practice wholesome speech. That's not a suggestion. That's not a, oh, but if you agree with our leaders, practice, no. No unwholesome talk is supposed to come out of our mouths. We are commanded. Doesn't mean we agree, don't mishear doesn't mean we agree with everything. We can disagree with leaders and still be honorable. Point four. Honoring leaders is connected to our confidence in the sufficiency of the gospel. So Jesus lived in a time when his leaders were not honoring. And those leaders were not, in fact, it was a brutal government regime, the Roman Empire. They're very aggressive. But yet, what did Jesus do? He said, Mark 12, pay their taxes. Pray for political leaders and express honor. What's Jesus' example? Pay taxes. You pray for political leaders and you express honor to them. How different is that than the culture that we live in today? We, church, 
Don't follow the ways of the world. We follow the example that Jesus set before us. This could get a little spicy in here. Put on your seatbelt. But I just wanna share my heart with you. Yeah, can I do that? I think much of the state of the affairs of our nation is rooted and found because we don't have honor. I think we're reaping what dishonor looks like. The division that we find ourselves in, the, the nasty talk, the lack of honor, we've forgotten our ways. And I think what ails our country, I don't think I know what ails our country. Listen, it's not a political one. It's a spiritual one. No political office, no leader can fix what ails our country. You know what can? The kingdom of God. And listen, this is why I'm so passionate about this for you, church, for us. So goes the local church so goes this country. We can't look to Washington or Austin State Capitol to fix our problems. You know where we need to look to? The kingdom of God. That's what's gonna fix our country. What's a key to the kingdom of God is honor. Do you see how this is all connected? And Jesus set the example for us. He showed us the way. Jesus and those early leaders, they were confident in the gospel. They did not, they did not expect Rome to fix their problems. They only knew one, one source, and that was the gospel. Because they understood not by head knowledge, but by heart, by understanding, by experiential knowledge, that the gospel changes everything. Someone give me an amen on that. It's the gospel, church. It's the gospel. It's the gospel that's gonna transform families. It's the gospel that changes hearts. It's the gospel that can change our government. Point number five. Honoring leaders is consistent with God's plan. I want you to think about that early church that we find in Acts. Immense persecution. More than we would ever understand. Dishonoring leaders to them. Wave over wave of trials and difficulties. But I want you to know the first thing out of their mouth was not to complain. It was not dishonor. You know what the first thing out of their mouth was? Prayer. The first century church got it. And they declared in Acts 4, verse 24, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and earth the sea and everything in them. See, they understood. They understood. We don't complain. We don't dishonor. You know what we do? We pray. 
Why? Because God's given us the keys to the kingdom. You know, Pastor Will messed me up last week. Do you all hate when he does that, when he just drops like this dirty bomb on you and he just messes with you all week? You You know what I'm talking about? He did that with me last week. On that message last week when he said this, you'll never look at a pair of eyes that doesn't deserve honor. Wow. That messed me up. And then I went to scripture. And in Jeremiah 5, 25, verse nine, the Bible calls a terrible king called Nebuchadnezzar, God's servant. God's plan, God's ways is a culture of honor. And it's a key to unlock and unleash the kingdom of God on earth. So I wanna end today by giving you some really practical things on how we can honor. How can, what, what is it? Okay, let's go from the theory to the application. What does this look like? Like what, how can we do this in real life? I'm gonna give you six things. The first one is, the most important is we pray for them. We pray for our leaders. That's a non-negotiable church. That's a non-negotiable. We have to pray for our leaders. And I'm saying by name. So this week on our website and in your inboxes, you're gonna get a prayer guide that will give you practical prayers that you can pray for our leaders. I'm asking you, I'm asking you with all my heart, will you join me in every day praying for our leaders? Will you just make that so be it moment and that commitment? I'm gonna pray for my leaders by name. Church, we're the hope of the world. We're the hope of the world, the local church. And God's given us the authority and it's found in prayer, but it's a non-negotiable. The second thing we can do with our leaders, including our spiritual ones, listen, including our spiritual leaders, is we can have their back. When you hear of negative talk, have their back. That's just really practical. Number three, we can honor our commitments. Number four, we value what they value. Doesn't mean we agree. Doesn't mean we just go along with everything. Number five, we support them. And number six, we give them the benefit of the doubt. Listen, the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, including honor, 
is more powerful than any political solution, any leader, or any party or affiliation. Jesus was killed by the government of his time, but yet raised back to life by God. It's, it's this hope, the gospel, that leads us to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray that, do you know what that includes? A culture of honor. There's no dishonor in heaven. It's only honor. When Rome announced in Jesus' time, Caesar is Lord, the Christians declared Jesus is Lord. But they did it out of humility, and they did it out of a culture of honor. And it was that world-changing transformation of the gospel that went forth. They prayed that, and so can we. Honor is a big deal in the kingdom of God. So I want to I want to lead us in a time of a prayer of repentance and a prayer of forgiveness. starting with the speaker we've all at some level dishonored our leaders in some way but yet we have this beautiful this life changing life giving thing called repentance which is the most awesome thing when you truly understand what repentance is. Because some of you grew up with repentance as a negative word. Repent or go to hell. <laughs> repentance simply means I'm changing my focus. I'm renewing my mind and I'm going to change my direction. So goes the church. So goes this nation. So I'm going to ask you to be still and let the Holy Spirit move in this time. If you just open up your heart and ask him, what do I need to repent of? Where have I dishonored leaders? And will you forgive me? If we want to embrace a culture of honor, let's start with that. Yeah? So I'm going to give you just a couple minutes with the Holy Spirit online, YouTube. Just ask. Shine light. And then I'll come back and I'll lead us in a, a corporate prayer asking for forgiveness.
And so as we end, would you stand on your feet with me? Gracious God, the God of generous mercy, the God that loves to forgive. Lord, we come to you as your people. And we ask for forgiveness, God. Where we have dishonored our leaders, Lord, would you forgive us? Renew our minds. Strengthen us in the inner man to be people of honor. May we be a church, oh God, that lives and operates in a culture of honor. We pray to you, God, today. May honor flow in this house. We're gonna commit God to do as you instructed us to do, to pray for our leaders, to be beacons of light, to not grumble and complain, to not let unwholesome words come out of our mind. We wanna be different, God. We wanna be known as people of honor. So guide us and lead us, Lord. As we walk out of here today, we walk out free and free indeed. It's the gospel that changes everything. So God, for these people, I pray a blessing. Go with them, Lord. Send them as your ambassadors of hope. Send them as beacons of light. Send them, God, as your people of honor. We thank you, God. We bless your name. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. And the church said? Amen. Online, in the house, you listened well. Thank you so much. Have an awesome week. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next week.